You know, like in scary movies where like a shadow appears from the corner mm-hmm. and is like staring at you. Yeah. That's what Phoebe saw today when she saw me. <laughs> really? Did she? Did you spook no, her? No, earlier today, I, everyone was gone, right? And yeah. all the dogs were barking. Oh, God. Sorry. So like I, I wake up, right? Yeah. And I go downstairs and Phoebe's the only one that listens to me. Yeah. So th- the shock on her face when she just hears... Baby, <laughs> <laughs> she just saw glowing red eyes, yeah. and I just say bed, yeah. and she darted really to her bed, she and then the like, other oh, dogs like, looked scared for her and yeah. ran away. She was like, "Whoa, what is that?" Demon I don't even man. think I walked back to my bed. I hovered. Yeah, <laughs> I hovered back yeah. and laid down. She was like, "Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, man, sorry, Uncle Skylar, sorry, sorry." Uh, so yeah, I, de- I definitely sorry. I definitely had like a transformation earlier today, and. Oh, into a demon Like boy? into a demon. And then I once I you. laid down, I turned back into an angel. <laughs> I love that for you. Don't call me angel. Oh, oh, oh. angel. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which. Speaking of which. Uh, thanks for clicking on this podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Skyler. And uh, this is our podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no intros. If you're here, you know why. And if you, you don't know why, why are you here? <laughs> right, period. Okay. That's our new tagline. You know why you're here. And if you don't, then why are you here? They know why they're here. You know. So, um, let's see. How, I, recap, like, how have you been? I, how was your week? How was your weekend? You know, it's all one big blur. Like it always is. Okay. Is, is Phoebe, is Phoebe behaving? You literally don't need to just talk. Like, <laughs> she's in here and I'm, yeah, she's being fine. Um, your garbage is just really kicked it up a notch sir it's fine well you know it was a long weekend yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep yep. so all i do is crave snacks in the middle of the night snacks 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 um okay cool so it was just a normal week nothing to report nothing to report you know i um i pulled some cards you know i I read some books uh you know just like nothing out of the ordinary cool what about you anything crazy Mm. Any encounters with God? Oh, you know. <laughs> just like one or two. Just the normal. Nothing more than normal. Um, no, I had a really, really nice weekend. Um, we have our friends that we hang out with and that we feel comfortable in, like, quarantine pod, I guess. Um, and so we went out and hung out with them on Friday night and played some games and just hung out. Um, I went and took my friend Christina out to play um, disc golf because we're going to try and go weekly. She's like trying to learn and there's a nice little nine hole course by her. So we went and played and it was like really nice, just like a little girl's girl's date and just went and played. And I was really impressed. Uh, she got, she's really takes direction well. So I think she was pretty impressed as well. Like she was happy that she improved. Then we came back and played some board games. We played Dixit for any board game people out there. It's one of my favorite board games. It's super, super easy and really fun. And honestly, like kind of a great game if you're like maybe not a game person, but you're into like Oracle and Tarot. Yeah, it's called Dixit, D-I-X-I-T. And basically there's like a board and you have like little bunny characters and you're just trying to make your way like to the end, right? But everybody gets seven cards and the cards look like oracle cards. They're just like artwork with like pictures of it on there. They're random fucking shit. Like very mm-hmm. fantasy based, very weird. And if it's your turn, you have to pick one of your cards and try to say like a word or a phrase to kind of describe them. So let's say I go like um, into the woods, right? And I put my card down. My goal is to not have everybody guess my card, but not have nobody guess my card. Ideally, I want like a couple people to guess it and a couple people to guess other people's cards. So I say into the woods and then I put my card face down and everybody else has to pick a card from their their hand that they think best fits into the woods because they're trying to get other people to guess theirs as the card. And basically you get points if like you guess the right one or if however many people guess your card or whatever and then you move up spaces accordingly. That's that basically like a lot of it. Fun. And it's super easy because you basically are just looking at cards and trying to interpret them or like come up with phrases that are like slightly mm. off but my brain can't handle too much. It was super fun. Like a really good example is um Matt, uh our friend said shaken not stirred. And it was this random like robot 
on like a pile of trash or something and everybody was like somebody put a glow um somebody put a card down that looked like a snow globe with like a ballerina in it and so that was pretty good because you look at it and you think shake and not stir yeah but if you would have noticed there was like 007 written on one of the pieces of garbage in his card and I saw that, and I was like, oh, 007, shaken, not stirred. So I guess it could right. not have been someone else putting that down? It could have, but I felt like I just knew that it was his. So that that's the his. thing, too. You kind of have to, like, you play to who, yeah, like, who's playing, who's who's doing it. And it's super fun because you're basically just looking at pretty artwork and, like, playing with cards. So that's one of my favorite games ever. And then we played King of Tokyo, which is... I won't spend the time explaining how to play that game, but it's basically, like... It's kind of like a weird Yahtzee. Welcome to our new podcast, yeah. How to Play Barnes & Noble Board <laughs> How Games. How to literally play games. Um, that one's fun. It's basically like uh, you have die, and it's like a, an adult Yahtzee, but you're trying to like either kill everybody else or you're trying to like get victory points. Oh, okay. So it's super fun. Yeah. So I did prepare a little article for us today. Oh, and we're in for a treat. We've talked about this once before, okay. but the new research that's coming out around this is very concerning. And okay. we've, we've talked about this before, so. Okay. She, she did not. She disappeared. Oh, no. She's <laughs> she, over here. Okay. She blends in with the carpet. She literally does so not, but okay. this article is like literally from yesterday by Laraz <gasps> Margolitz. Fresh. Uh, she has a PhD, and this is from Psychology Today, obviously. <laughs> and it's how, Are they sponsoring us? Not yet. Should they? Yeah. Uh, it's how principles from the casino were applied to your cell phone. The casino and social media use some of the same techniques to keep, keep us engaged. Mm. So it has three key points. We've talked about this before? I think maybe you and I maybe like, have just talked about okay. it amongst ourselves. Okay. So here's the first point. Digital products are designed to maximize the time people spend on a device or in a particular app. Yeah. Right? Right. Obviously. Obviously. Anybody who has a fucking phone, which is everybody, mm -hmm. knows that. Uh, key point two. Developers have leveraged techniques that, casino use, that casinos use, such as eliminating cues that people should stop or change their behavior. And I notice this most on TikTok. Yes. Because when you try to get out of it, it literally just refreshes your feed. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, I was trying to, well, okay. You can literally scroll forever and there's nothing to break it up. No. Like there's no. They sort of do because they go, wait, 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 wait. I know that keeping scrolling is really easy or stopping is really hard or like, wait, you've been going out for too long. Like there's like all these people oh, that I've come only, in. I've only ever reached that once. Oh, well then you're like an amateur. Oh. Okay. But anyways. Even then, and now we've seen them so many times, there's like three main people. There's like a girl, and then there's two different guys. So you have had this happen I'm to you. I'm a TikTok queen. Addict? Yeah, king. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not anymore. I've cut my ways. I've cut my habits. And I've taken it off my home screen, which has helped tremendously. Um Yeah. And there's no TikTok before bed allowed anymore, or I literally won't sleep. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, there, yeah, I get that. You can tell on social media, even on like Instagram or Facebook and stuff. Like if you go to reels now, it's even more apparent parent because they're just basically on like Instagram. Instagram it's basically TikTok now mm -hmm. for Instagram. Instagram reels, it's not as seamless as TikTok. So it's no. easier to click off. Yeah. I no, agree. it doesn't. So like they're in a way trying. that's, in a way that's good. Yeah. Because you don't want people all day on social media. Well, Yeah. Well, I mean, we we shouldn't want ourselves to be on it all day. Yeah. I don't think it's great for our mental health, according to these articles that will be coming up. But anyways, this is the last key point. YouTube recommends content that is increasingly provocative or sensational to increase engagement. And Interesting. Then this last example was like kind of disturbing. It says, if, for example, a girl was looking for a video about diets, thanks to the recommendation engine, she will most likely end up watching at least one video about anorexia. The algorithms know how to lead you to the most provocative, sensational item. It's not that developers of YouTube wish to harm people, but it's more effective in grabbing your attention. So That's so fucked up. So it said, like, basically, like... Should I just, like, every thumbnail have my tits out, basically? <laughs> Literally. So oh it says, God. like, if you wanted, like, okay, so this, I actually had this happen to me, and I was laughing because I had read this article, and then this happened. I was Googling something about, like, the Russian nominative case, right? And so, like, I watched this really innocent video, right, about, like, the Russian cases, 
And then I fell down this rabbit hole and I ended up watching something about this man being like murdered in Russia. Okay. So like... And you just like fell down a rabbit hole. Fell down hole. like the click hole. Yeah. And like a, a, it gets more provocative. See, it doesn't really work for me because my goal with literally any social media is to find the rabbit hole as quick as possible. Like I don't <laughs> want to dive down there like intentionally. Like there's no... Like, you're not going to catch me because I'm throwing myself into the <laughs> fucking snake pit, you yeah. know? Like, I literally will work, and I just watched, I don't know, it was like a year-old video series where, like, garbage. Please don't look this up. It's just trash. It's just trash. It's the snake pit, like I'm telling you. So, like, we talk and joke about Trisha Paytas all the time. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who she is, I don't know. I wouldn't look her up. But, like, <laughs> we, she's queen. She's kind of fire, but, like, she's crazy. Cool, uh, but you never know what you're gonna get from her. And mm. uh, so, anyways, uh, she has a like a uh, porn Patreon, basically as porn as you can make Patreon. Yeah, it's called Trishy Land. Trishy Land. So there's a, a YouTuber who named Chris Clemens who like reacted, like bought one of her tears and reacted to his pa- her Patreon. So I watched this whole like 40 minute video and then she made a video reacting to him, reacting to her watching Trisha Lane, which is like another 40 minute video. And I watched all of that. And then there was a video of him reacting to her, reacting to him, reacting to her. And I watched that. So like I said, I was just like a kid in a candy shop. And then they got together and did like a mukbang together, which is just basically like eating together on fucking like camera. And watched that whole video. So, I mean, I'm I'm just a garbage Gemini. Yeah. And I just really want to... I want... Give me all the... Give me all the clickables. So, hey, like... Come on out here. You have to come out of the room. Come on out. Thank you. Like, not only does come the content get more provocative... Girl. Um, also, uh, gamblers who suffer from severe pain stop feeling pain as soon as they start gambling. Is it the serotonin? Uh, like, why is that? It says, the pain returns immediately with the loss of the last penny. If you were under the impression that the reward of gambling is the thrill or opportunity to earn big, it's clear that the real attraction is the ability to exist in the nothingness zone. What? That makes no sense to me. It says, is like, a lot of people... It, like... it says a lot of gamblers are attracted to that nothingness feeling that they feel when they get in the flow. You know, like when you enter flow? Mm, okay. It says, like, gambling machines or something like TikTok or something, it's set up so that you get into flow. And then it says, like, people that experience severe pain stop feeling pain in those, like, mindsets. Ew. And that's what they become addicted to. Ew. How, you know, like, doesn't that feel kind of icky? Yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, sure I'm, I'm, I do that with other things other than mm-hmm. gambling, but, like... Whoa, that's crazy. I'm happy that people have like a like outlet a, of something. An outlet, you know, obviously. As, but as long as they like are, you know, budgeting mm-hmm. for it. Like if you budget, you're like, this is the amount that I want to gamble every week. Then, and you can still pay your bills and be like, there's, yeah. there's no problem in that in like, my mind. But I just, also come from yeah. a family that's kind of got a triggering gambling past. So they just seem kind of like exploited. Obviously, when yeah. you go to a casino, just like yeah. this article is pointing out that everything about a casino is designed to keep you there. Yeah. And like, we all knew that, right? We've yeah. all seen the we're 2020s. Not, we're not stupid. Like, but, it, uh, and like, we could have guessed that a lot of that same casino psychology is imported into like apps on our phones and yeah. like, uh, you know, okay. social media. Here's something literally, I have never downloaded a gambling, like, casino. Like, they have apps. Like, you, mm-hmm. that it's not even you don't even gamble your real money. I'm sure you can. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, you know, the slots or playing blackjack or whatever. Just for freaking funsies. Just for freaking funsies. But I literally got a notification on my phone that was, like, download seven, seven slots or something like that. And I was like, how the audacity? Don't fucking rep me your app on my notifications. Like, Excuse me, Smith. Sir. Oh, you got like an actual just random yeah, notification. Yeah, I literally didn't have any like it. Did, it wasn't connected to any other apps. Like I imagine I if you were like a recovering addict. Yeah, and you literally. randomly got that notification. Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Oh, the audacity. Yeah, I'd be pretty uh, pissed off, and then I would be gambling. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. No, so it's not like you, I literally deleted all the game apps off my phone too because like I am addicted personality. Mm-hmm. And I, um, 
I was like, oh, I think I'm good. I don't need any games on my phone right now. And so, like, it's not like it was connected. Like, oh, this is the same creator. Like, if you like this app, you'll like this app. Yeah. Like, I have nothing it on there. Totally it's random. random. I'm like, how dare you? I was talking you? to Jessica about this. Yeah. Um, I had never seen a casino. Yeah. Or anything until I was 25. Yeah. And had moved to and Michigan and for you the went first to, time. Like, the Detroit one, yeah. And, because, uh, like, in Texas, gambling is illegal. Right? Okay. We do not have any casinos. Not yeah. one. It's completely illegal. You can't even play poker in your own home, technically. Mm, right? Okay. Wow. It's really crazy. And so, like, I never really understood, uh, like, you know how people, like, talk about gambling? I've always only known it as a mental concept. Mm-hmm. I've never known anybody that gambled yeah. because we don't have gambling. Yeah. So, like, it's weird when I meet do people. Do you guys even, do you have lotto tickets? Yes, you can play the Texas Lottery. Like, Do you, you have can... Scratch Off? I th- yeah, surely we had Scratch Offs. Okay. I never bought one before. So though. it's just gambling in like a traditional sense of like, yeah, like going you can't to, go like... to a casino. Okay. Like you can't like like if you're playing bingo, that I don't even know no if you sense, can win money. Everything's bigger in Texas. You'd think you have the biggest, baddest casinos. Right? No, apparently not. You know, very conservative. So no gambling. You have literally to go to Oklahoma. The, literally, the biggest gamblers are normally conservative that i might that i've come across maybe that's i don't know stereotype liberals like give us a name for yourselves at the casino is there any liberals over there that are like so what do you think what do you think about the idea of a girl uh, and it's so stereotypical that they use like an innocent sweet girl looking at you know diet videos not being able to control herself but whatever this is the example right yeah so a girl let's say young, impressionable, 14 or something, like researching videos about diet and then ends up watching something sensational, like about anorexia. Okay. (sighs) Uh, What do you you feel about that? I understand why algorithms are important. Yes. I understand that that is how you keep... Your platform going. Your platform going, right? Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, like, I don't know if I necessarily feel... Like, it's good to, you know, increase the intenseness of a video Mm -hmm. every time you click on something. Yeah. So, I... We should be able to have, like, an option. Like, there should be a button that says, I'm looking for something more intense. I'm looking... Give me the dark stuff. (laughs) Give me the dark shit. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, I I don't really have a good, solid answer for you There's not necessarily an answer. I will say that, like, when I'm looking at content... I feel when I am most vulnerable or triggered to maybe have negative influence on my own personal life from watching a video, mm-hmm. it doesn't come from the sensationalized extremes. Because I think I can recognize that this is, you know, if I clicked on it, I would be like, oh, this is an extreme and I'm learning or I'm just taking in what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't but feel that, that like that But that in and of itself is over. a skill that you have to like pick up. I, I feel like it's more of a skill to watch mm. what is deemed at as as a probably a normal video with like it's a subtle, nor- cues. subtle things like I'm gonna call out like the Ace family. It's like a family vloggers that um, are like rich as fuck and kind of iffy people in my opinion when i watch them just get bad vibes yeah i just don't get great vibes um but again i don't know them personally and it is what it is but if there are young girls or boys watching their content there are subtle things that they say or that they do that ingrains them to think that that's okay and that people with money um or that they're successful or that they're a happy family or whatever that is okay to be that way it's Mm -hmm. much more hard i think to like pick and navigate out those like little little things that make it hard like i don't know that's why i'm like a little torn because when i think about it that way i have even been subjected to this where i'm watching like somebody and i've watched them for years and i'm like you know just used to it and then all of a sudden like for example the shaytards Mm-hmm. Like they were one of the first vlogging families and I was obsessed with them. I just loved like they made me happy. That was a good time. Like I really enjoyed watching them. They were kind of crazy. Definitely uh, not great now looking back on it. Like they literally named themselves the Shaytards. It was like Baby Tard and like mm-hmm. their kids, like they changed their kids' names for a while so that they wouldn't, you know, their their kids had some sort of privacy. But um, 
yeah, he was like a family vlogger. He was super popular, wrote a book, was friends with Dave Ramsey and all these things. And then they came out like years, like almost over a decade later and that he had like basically cheated on his wife. They have like six kids, five kids or whatever. He cheated on his wife and he was an alcoholic. And like he came and said like, hey, I was an alcoholic through all of those videos that everyone watched and loved. And like now when I was like, oh, like because they're super religious. Mm -hmm. And so you just really didn't think that or see that and they never talked about it or there wasn't anything there that you would have known about. But then you look back and you're like, there was a lot of subtleties in there of jokes that were not okay or things that they did that were totally problematic. Um, And I think just because I became so ingrained with like, this is normal. This is just a family. They're fun. They're vlogging every day. But as like a viewer, if it would have been like, hey, this is my journey and I'm anorexic and it's extreme and I'm, you know, it's like very extreme. I think I would have been more keen to be aware of what I was watching mm-hmm. versus just like a normal vlogging family. I don't know. What do you think? Um, Nothing? No thoughts? <laughs> no, I like I have thoughts, but uh, I don't really have anything that I'm like so susceptible to at this exact moment. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I won't eventually reach that point. Yeah. Like I was thinking about this, especially I have a good friend whose dad has like a really severe illness. I'm sorry. And I can see the way that she's fallen down some like natural, like healing rabbit holes. Yeah. And like you start to radicalize yourself when it comes to like things you're not technically an expert in. Yep. So like, other people talking on a platform like so assuredly like yep. these plants will cure you yep and then they become exasperated that yep like i have I, a great example of this and uh and so like it's not even that you know i just think like when the content gets mm-hmm. more provocative people yep. become more provocative yep. and then it, you know shit hits the fan there's no one to regulate it and it's which not is why it, everybody's upset about cancel culture but in my opinion cancel culture is great it just needs to be fine-tuned mm-hmm. you know um because there's nobody out here policing really what's going on and who who's saying what and what's going like yeah you won't have your video monetized but like you can still put it up people can still watch it if you do something heinous or whatever against the guidelines So cancel culture, I think, is really great when used in the right way to hold people accountable or to not let people get away with, you know, kind of extremisms in in putting things online. However, I do think that there's, you know, Mm -hmm. it can be quite obnoxious and maybe, you know, who's also policing the cancel culture, trying to police things (laughs) online. It's It's a whole mess. But I do like it because there's really no one else out there to hold people accountable and for years mm-hmm. since the internet's been around there really hasn't been anyone or a group or anything that's, well, that's because who can you trust to do the uh, exactly the accountability holding i have a good example of this there's um my friend again she has been sort of finding her awakening and like really kind of tuning into certain things getting more peak more interest in astrology and things like that um and she had a friend at work who said that she did something for work i have to be like very vague about this but like something she did at work that she's been trying to do for a long time finally happened and my friend was like well what'd you do she's like oh i did a spell and so then they started talking about she's like oh okay okay Mm -hmm. right and then my friend said you know um but you know there's long lasting effects on the body when you do spells like that so you know she does have to watch out because she doesn't want her body to be hurt by these and i was like whoa 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 i was like false i was like whoa 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 like like i'm definitely gonna gatekeep that for sure like (laughs) i mean i guess maybe but like what kind of spells is she doing like is she literally like bloodletting yeah is she literally like (laughs) Yeah, because if she's like pouring her blood on a in a cup and like giving it to and yeah, then summoning you, Satan, then, and yeah, dancing you, with him yeah, around the fire, maybe you might want to like up your iron intake or something like. But like, I don't. <laughs> you gotta really watch that, babes, when you're taking that in. Like, I really would you like me to give you like a one on one on energy and magic and spell work and things like that, like. I don't want you to have fear around, oh, if I do a spell, then it like there's energy for energy so that you're going to be hurting your body mm-hmm. by like, this I, was isn't like Aragon, I was like, yeah, this isn't a fucking <laughs> no, like, uh, yeah. So I, I feel like maybe I need more context or maybe she no, misinterpreted kinda, yeah. like her friend or something. 
But I was like, false, like false. Let's false. let's let me gatekeep this real quick, and it's not what I'm trying to do today. But like, I don't need you running around thinking that like, if you try to do a money magic spell, that like you might end up with a headache because that's what it takes to give your energy to like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I have like, no yes, brain cells like, left, yes, anyways. Like yes, if you're not in a nice, yes, it could happen. I'm not saying that it won't happen, but it's not a sure thing. You mm. know, if you're doing energy work and you're in a grounded and clear, and you're doing magic or you're doing a spell, yes, it does require your centeredness and your attention, your attention to mm. what you're doing. Just steal the energy you from your enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. That's what I do. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, God. I don't know. But, yeah, that's very easy. That's why, oh, man. I don't so, know. But, so, coming back, actually, this is kind of interesting. There was another thing that I was reading about how there's a difference in regards to gender in terms of phone addiction. Oh, okay. The way that men and women become, like, addicted to, like, social media and phones okay. is completely different. I'm sure. I mean, I see the difference just between George and myself. I least. was, because George is like my hetero example for mm -hmm. everything. So I was thinking, Same. what does George do on his phone? <laughs> what would George do? And it do? made sense because it said men are more likely to like literally watch videos and like yeah. laugh at funny content. Yeah. Whereas women are more likely to spend time using social media, texting, and reading. Okay. And I was thinking of Jessica reading on her phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jessica is like really into reading. Like she literally read a three long series not fiction like in two days like she just power reads she's incredible and then yeah men like to just surf the internet in general and it, which is real i have attention issues so i literally and we've talked about it before so there's no need to keep going into it but like mm -hmm. i can't be bothered to read if i have a hard time when it's a long like instagram post I like definitely skim through it and I don't like that about myself, but I want to at least read some of it. Um, so that's why I try really hard not to post long ones myself. But also when I post Instagram, I don't necessarily expect people to read it. I do it more so for myself and I understand that it's a visual app. So it's like, hopefully you just like the picture, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and if you choose to read it or you have the attention to read it, great. But like, I will not read things online, on, or at least on my phone. I will do it on the computer, but I just, if I'm on my phone, I'm just wanting, like, trash video content, so I guess I'm a male. Yeah, probably. What about you, though? Like, what do you, you read. I feel like you read. I read, I feel like you're like a Reddit, news. and, like, you could do, like... I used to be, like, a you total read Redditor, but I had to wean myself off of it. Yeah, but not because you don't want to read, but because the, it's a... It's a dark place. Because it's a dark place. So I had to wean myself off of it. I had to wean myself off of TikTok. Well, actually, I didn't even let myself get totally invested. No, you didn't. And then, uh, basically, everything I've had to wean myself off of. Yeah. You know, just because, like, I am tr I'm very conscious of my relationship with it, right? Mm -hmm. and I especially can see that. Because I, you know, like, that infamous month where I had the flip phone really changed everything, right? Okay, we've right? already forgotten about it. It's not infamous. It's, <laughs> it's forgettable. It's infamous between me and my two friends. So. <laughs> I literally had to email Imogen when I wanted to talk to her. I had to find a computer and email her. I love that. And so, like, I just don't know. Okay, great. Know. Love that for the podcast. You know, I but I, it is something to think about. But there was something else. It says those with phone addictions can suffer greater anxiety when there is a loss of their phone, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. So it said, like, if someone... It says, uh, while it is true that no one likes to suffer through the loss of their phone for a variety of reasons, mm -hmm. studies have shown that people who are overly reliant on their smartphones go through more anxiety and angst when they lose their phone, even if it's only lost for a few minutes. Mm. Yeah, it's a literal addiction. So I feel pretty good about this because even though I definitely am addicted to my phone and I definitely... Have you? I use it every day, all day, whether it's just listening to podcasts or listening to mm -hmm. Audible or like I'm not always on social media, but I am almost always listening to something. So even if I'm watching a YouTube video, like I'm listening to it, you know, more than that. So I'm always on it, but I don't need it and I don't fear when I lose it. In fact, there's a lot of times where like I will just let my phone die and George will get irritated because like, where's your phone? I'm like, ah, oh, it's dead. He's like, why is it dead? How would you, you're home all day. Why didn't you charge it? Because part of me is like, if I let it die, then I just don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't fear it. And then like, that's one of my favorite things about going camping is it's like, I just don't really need my phone. Like, 
maybe at night when we're sitting around the fire, if we've already been together and chill, like if we didn't do anything that day, like I might pull my phone out and allow myself to play like a game or something if we're mm-hmm. all just doing our own if thing. If you've been good. Yeah, if I've been good or like <laughs> the lights are off so I can't read my book anymore or something. But like other than that, I like don't, I don't need it and I don't feel anxious without it. And I would think that that wouldn't be the case just because the way mm-hmm. I use my phone, but... I, yeah, I don't, it's, it's whatever. Like, it's whatever. Because, like, I just don't know what the long-term impact for my brain is to, like, always be listening to something. Yeah. Like, obviously, I would prefer to always be listening to something until the day that I die. Yeah, okay. But is that good for us? How is it bad? I feel like it's helpful in some senses, Uh and I think it's bad in others. You know, like, I do think that, like, um... I think that stillness and quiet is a gift, and I do think there are times in the day that I am very conscious of when I do have silence and, and stillness. I, I feel like, um, I feel like I use it as a tool instead of like a crutch or something to avoid silence. Mm-hmm. I don't use it because I hate silence. I use it because I know how to be more productive by listening to certain things. Like it's mm-hmm. a tool that I can use, and I feel like if it was other otherwise like if i was like because i've heard people like i used to work with someone who was like i i hate i hate silence i can't i can't listen i have to have something playing all the time because i just i hate quiet there might be some shadow work to do in there sis like i you know if you're listening to this and that's mm-hmm. you like no judgment but like maybe take a look at no that judgment. no judgment but like <laughs> maybe take a look at that um because I do think that silence and quiet is really necessary, but... And phone addiction does have an impact on sexual behavior. <laughs> it says, it's been discovered that people who are excessively using their smartphones may have less of an interest in sexual activity and a highly diminished sex drive. Mm-hmm. Studies also indicate that because the person may be using their smartphones so much as a form of not just entertainment, but a sort of lifeline to the world, that the person may have no real interest engaging in any type of sexual behavior. Mm, okay. Uh, says it can cause a great deal of stress in couples. Really, but whatever. And then it says, and then there was a, a statistic I read, I can't remember from where, but it was like 70% of people would rather give up sex for a year than Netflix. Ew. Really? Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I watched Netflix, but I'm about to watch Netflix real fucking hardcore because Shadow and Bone series comes to Netflix April 23rd, and I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so, so excited. Well, like with my current love life, I might as well keep the Netflix. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so sure. it really it depends on like what kind of lifestyle you're living. Yeah, I love that for you. Um... And there's all sorts of crazy I shit. wonder what kind of lifestyles our supporters are living. Would you rather <laughs> give up sex life for a fucking year? Or would you rather give up Netflix? Let us know in the Discord that you can join. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't help us, but it's definitely a fun place to troll each other. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thank you so much to the people who support this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and list the name of the people that financially contribute to the podcast. And uh, we can't thank you enough. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so for a dollar a month or $5 a month, $10 a month. Um, If you'd like to make a one-time contribution, you can let us know or you can PayPal. We would really appreciate it. If not, that's okay too. We appreciate you listening and you can help as well if you can't financially support by sharing our podcast or rating it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate your podcast platform you listen to this on. But thank you so much to Karen R, Stacy, Teresa D, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, David B, Dorothy E, Julie C, Dominic B, Jennifer L, Phil K, Lisa P, Amy F, Heather H, Jesse D, Jesse H, and Melanie W. What's so cool about this list too is like I know a lot of these people now more personally because a lot of the people have carried over and gotten like personal readings with me like astrology readings and things Mm -hmm. and that's like two hours that we spend going like in depth about your life and talking face to face on zoom and I spend like a couple hours before our reading like prepping your chart and looking into it so like I feel very close to clients who I've gotten readings Mm -hmm. from and reading this list like there's a lot of people on here who I've worked with so not only when I see their name like I feel like they're literally our friends. So, and even if you haven't gotten a reading from me and you're just supporting us, I still appreciate it. But it is kind of cool to know, like, 
we have like a little misfit degenerates club over here at Speaking of Witch Podcast. So we definitely appreciate all the people that support and listen. Thank you Thank you so, so much. much. Like she said, would you rather give up sex or Netflix? Let us know in the Discord. And so, lastly, this one made me laugh. Okay. Okay. Studies have shown that phone zones are likened to non-smoking areas and make addicts feel stigmatized. Wait, what? Say that again? Like, no phone zones? Yeah. So, like, you know, have you ever been to a place that Doctor's has, office or something that's like... Yeah, where you're not supposed to yeah. have your phone out. Yeah. And then there is literally, like, a little area, like a smoking corner where you are allowed to have yeah. your phone. It said it makes addicts feel stigmatized. Okay. Get over yourself. And it was making me funny. It says, studies have indicated that smartphone users, particularly those who might be considered addicts, see these zones much in the same way that smokers have always viewed non-smoking zones. And it says it's like it causes the same amount of stress as it causes a smoker. Mm. How okay. crazy is that? That's, I mean... Also, no judgment, but then just don't don't have the I just don't don't do it then. I don't know what to tell you. Like right, I don't know what that, I, I don't, don't know. know what to tell it you. didn't offer an answer, but it did say. Yeah. I think I think that little fact was more to like shock us into going. Oh my god, this really is an issue, right? Yeah. So I noticed when I went and got my first round of the vaccine. You know, they have you sit in a big tent where I went, and there was like a lot, like a big tent, and sit there for fifteen minutes, and they had all the chairs spaced out six feet apart, but they had like five rows of chairs and they were like 10 long there was like a lot of people and there was only like two open seats there was a lot of people sitting there and the like the closest open seat was in the front row and so I just sat there so when I walked up I could see the whole tent and then my back was to everybody obviously so I couldn't see everyone but at one point like I did kind of turn and look and the amount of people that were sitting on their phone versus doing something else like reading the paperwork that they give you or just sitting there or maybe they had a book or something was so small and I made a point like that especially because I was just very emotional and feeling a lot of things like I was like I don't want to just be surfing on my social media right now like I want to sit here and really take in this experience and like be very grateful that I'm able to get the vaccine Mm -hmm. and I like purposely kept my phone and I did read like the little sheet just to make sure like there wasn't anything I missed plus there was like a little QR code to download an app and it's been giving me reminders every day like time to check in how do you feel do you have symptoms So, like, I'll check in every day, and it's hopefully going to help the statistics of, like, after effects or side effects, I mean, from the different rounds of the vaccines. I digress. I was very shocked and not shocked about the amount of people that were just sitting on their phone and scrolling away. And, like, obviously, what else do you do when you're sitting there and you got, you know, I just Mm -hmm. feel like it's so easy to be like, well, I'm bored. I have to sit here for 15 minutes. Let me just play fucking Candy Crush or see what... (laughs) fucking stacy's doing from high school 20 years ago like let me see another picture of her fucking baby like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i don't know i just made a point um and i like to carry a book with me at all times if i can for those specific reasons like i want to make a point to not just be like well what am i gonna do i'll just go on my phone like Mm -hmm. i don't know what about you uh I had the same experience when getting my vaccine, actually, about uh, seeing everybody else, like, on their phone. I, mm-hmm. I never left Not my... that... I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me interrupt. Not that if you got your vaccine and you're you on your phone, you're on your yeah, phone that you bad. did something wrong. Like, I'm not shaming you. It was just... I, I had... It's been I had a long time ex- since yeah. I've been in a group full of people that were waiting, let alone, like, normally if you're in a doctor's office or something waiting, there's only, like, a handful of people there, if at most. There was, like, 50 freaking people just sitting doing nothing but sitting and obviously they're on her phone so it was a little shelter shock for me first of all being like wow there's a lot of people here you know like Mm -hmm. sorry about that go ahead yeah no absolutely absolutely so like i get my shot right and Mm -hmm. i was like okay sitting there and obviously i was like oh my god what if i'm one in 25 million and i die right here and i was like smith is gonna be so mad if i shit the jeep And so I'm just sitting there and I was like trying to just be real present, you know, deep breath. I was just like reflecting on the moment. Same, same. Right? Like just taking it in. Taking it all in. And I I was just looking around. I was like, how absurd is all of this? Literally. And so I was looking around at all the other cars and I could obviously see into them. And everyone was on their phone, right? But I've seen so many memes. Wait, was it a drive drive through for you? It was literally a drive through. Oh, okay. So you didn't get out of your car. No, I never had to get out. Okay. I was just sitting in my car. But I had Privileged. to pull it. I had to pull into a parking lot. Okay. And then basically, you can like look around and see everyone else that yeah. was like 
you know, you kind of get to know the other cars around you, even though you never see. <laughs> okay. Stop. So I'm like looking around at the other cars. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking like, not, I didn't think anything bad of it. I just yeah. remember noticing. I was like, oh, wow. Obviously, everyone's on their phone because we're yeah. just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. And then in my mind, I was thinking like, is this good? You know? What, what like, do you mean, is this good? Like, like is this is this good for us as people? Yeah. Obviously, what else are you going to do? That's yeah. why phones exist. Yeah. Is for those moments where you're sitting and doing nothing. Yeah. But then... Well, I don't know if that's why they exist, but... I mean, obviously, I, I guess, don't think, I guess like, to, like, communicate Yeah, and stuff. I was like, I'm not sure if that's why they Phones invented a phone. Phones exist to Yeah. But also, have you ever heard of phantom vibration syndrome? Yes, yes. And I, I have that sometimes. Oh, really? I do not suffer from that. Sometimes I'll be walking and I will feel my phone vibrate. Okay. Like a full vibration. Okay. I'll pull it out, check it, nothing. And I think it's a conspiracy. I think yeah. they really are vibrating. Oh, okay. And uh, why? I don't know. Just to make me feel like this. Okay. <laughs> so it says uh, they feel their phone vibrating, indicating someone's contacting them. However, it says this is a clear indication that a person has become too reliant too on the reliant. use of their phone, and they want something to be happening, so yeah. they they have to make up a reason in their mind to pick up their phone. Yeah. I find that I have the opposite of phantom. Like, I will hear my phone clearly go off, and I'll know that it's someone, like, texting me or messaging me, and I'll be like, what? I'm, I'll get it later. I'm fucking busy. And, like, I will know that it's actually gone off, and I am like, can't even be bothered to look at it. So I, like, avoid it until I'm ready, which is, is that better or worse? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it's nothing, probably. <laughs> But how weird is it? So you've never once felt your phone, your your body vibrate, and it turned out to be nothing. Not even one time. If I if I have, like, I'm not gonna deny it because I'm not sure. I can't remember an instance where that happened. I'm sure that it must have happened at least once, but it's not something that I can say like, oh yeah, that happens to me because I just. I've never had my phone sound turned on. I'm not a man, so I just don't have like big nice pockets. They make women jeans pocket basically you can't use your pockets and if you can it's hard to fit your phone in there so i do find that like if i'm carrying my phone it's either like in my hand or it's not like somewhere like a thigh where it'd be easier to be like did it just vibrate you know Mm -hmm. or it's like in my purse or something oh i see Um, i hadn't thought about the difference between like like it being on male and female relationships with where the phone is located on the body right shit like george keeps his phone in his front pocket i literally can't fit like the first third of my phone in my front pocket (laughs) i can fit it in the back sometimes but i'm only doing that if i'm like going from like you know, I need, like, I just, it's something quick, really quick to put in my pocket. I'm not going to be, like, walking around all day. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't walk around all day, period, because I work from fucking home, and I need to move more. But, like, yeah, I feel like maybe if I kept it on my person, maybe that would happen more. Uh, and also, phone addicts have poorer listening skills. <laughs> okay. Relatable. What? <laughs> For a person that what? makes use of their smartphone all the time, they may become so wrapped up in what's going on in their smartphones that they lose focus and can't pay attention to anything else. Okay. So, Do you like, think there's like a BuzzFeed article, like, are you addicted to your phone or something like that? Or not BuzzFeed, like... Uh, I'm sure that there is. Do you want to see? Do you want to see and then we can take it and see if we're addicted? Because that will be truth, obviously. Are you a phone addict? quiz we should we should take a quiz to see if we're gay (laughs) (laughs) see what it says okay start the quiz okay play (gasps) this ad play your favorite casino game (gasps) stop are you fucking kidding me i've literally never gotten sign up now and get rewards for your playing online you play we play golden nugget casino are you fucking kidding okay so here that's on your laptop that's not even your phone not even my phone that's crazy. So maybe because I was Googling or... all those articles. Let's see. So? That is so... Th- the audacity. The audacity. I'm Wait, okay, up. so here's question okay, one. I love these. Are stupid. you currently taking this quiz on your cell phone? <laughs> no. no. Next question. Next question. It's loading oh, the next question. Okay. Question two. Do you feel intense separation anxiety when you're in one room and your phone is another? Uh, no. 
Well, what's the options? It says, absolutely, that's the worst feeling. Two, only if I don't know where it is in the room. Or three, no way, it's just a phone. <laughs> um, if I'm in my own house, then like, no, I, I literally couldn't be bothered. I don't, because I would say, no way, it's just a phone. What do you feel? Um, uh, I feel like you're the middle one. As like long as middle. you know where it I is. I gotta know where it is. Okay, you, you take it for you. I'm gonna take I'll, it for me. Because like, I... I, I, I'm I'm up in the air. I don't know if I'm a phone addict, and this quiz is gonna let me know. Yeah, you'll. This is for sure truth. So, question three: If someone okay. asks to use your phone, do you let them? It depends on who's asking. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely you. And there's also no way, or I definitely let them use it. I have a lot of nudes on my phone, so like it is just risky business <laughs> it to is let anyone. You, it's nasty. <laughs> I mean, it's so. a tough world out there. I gotta find a boyfriend. <laughs> Question four. Where do you put your phone before bed each night? Under my pillow, on the nightstand, on the dresser, wherever I was last using it. Um, on my nightstand, obviously. Okay. Isn't that where everyone puts it? No, when I was, when we had the house in Florida, I would put it in the bathroom that was attached to our house. I would plug it in first so that I wouldn't be tempted to scroll at night. And then second, like, so that I had to physically get out of bed to turn, turn the ringer alarm. because I would just snooze it. But, like, I can't really do that here because there's not really a good... I mean, I I don't... You could put it by so, your TV, yeah, it's on, but... Yeah, but no. I put it by the nightstand. Question. Next question. Question five out of ten. Have you ever used your phone to avoid a social interaction? Yeah. I do that every day. <laughs> do you? I've done it a few, uh, I've done done it a few, few times, times would probably be the answer to me because... I feel like if I'm in the break room at work and all of my coworkers come in and I do not want to talk to them, yeah, then I'm going to make myself look like I can't be spoken to. Oh. I guess I could just look at them fiercely, but... Yeah, I would just tell them like that it's my break and I just kind of want to be by myself. Maybe I'm just a little bit more of a bitch. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't. I wouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> Next question. So you just avoid it with your phone. <laughs> question six out of ten. If you have no waiting texts, do you find a reason to message someone? Absolutely not. That's a, <laughs> no. That, I feel relieved. Yeah, that's me. I feel relieved. Or there are other answers. Are like, it depends ew, on how bored fart? I am. Phoebe. Oh, did Phoebe. Phoebe. Fart? Oh my God. It's right like in my room. Burnt tacos. Is it really? Ooh. <laughs> gross um you do not you will definitely message people like you're constantly talking to people on your phone like actually you know what i always talk to imogen so i'm gonna say it I would depends say it on de how bored yeah, I, am. I don't think that you would how did you know i think it depends on how bored i am i really think that you you have positive interactions from like talking to people Absolutely. on your phone question seven in your opinion what is the best social network instagram instagram for sure Twitter is just hit or miss. It's, it's hit or miss. garbage or it's Question clean. eight. On a scale of one to ten, how frustrated do you get when there's no cell phone service? Okay, George is a ten. <laughs> ten, he, very frustrated. Seven, kind of frustrated. Five, I frustrated for a moment. Or three, not very frustrated. Um, I, I guess it depends on what I'm doing. I would say probably a five in most instances for myself. But, like, mm -hmm. it really bothers me when I'm playing a disc golf tournament because they've moved everything now to, like, um, you keep Digital. live scoring. And so, like, when you're trying to input your scores and you don't have service, it's not more like, oh, my God, the service. It's more like I'm in the middle of a tournament and my, my scores, like, it's a fearful thing of, like, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, so I would say five because it's, I don't really five. care. For a Do you know how many times George was like, we need new cell service? I was like, I do, like, what do you, like, it doesn't matter. Oh, well, like, whatever. Like, maybe, I would be I, maybe frustrated I'm less for a moment. addicted to my phone than I think I am, which is crazy because I'm using it. No, we, no, because <laughs> I, I literally would, I would admit, like, I'm super addicted to my phone, but now that frustrated I'm answering for a these, moment. This would really suck if you were stuck somewhere and you needed a map home. Okay, that... Then I would be frustrated for at least a moment. But then yeah. I would take a deep breath and then just drive down until I did hit service. Yeah. Question nine. Where do you Google embarrassing things? What? On your computer or on your phone? Or I try not to Google embarrassing things. 
I Google. What? That's I, such a weird question. Like, embar- I, what's embarrassing? I mean, like, like, let's say you have a weird cyst and you wanted to Google oh. something embarrassing. Like, why is this cyst turning green? You know, like, I don't know. Oh. I would definitely uh, do that on my phone. I wouldn't do it on my computer. What's interesting is, like, I probably would do it on my computer, but not because I'm afraid to do it on my phone or computer, but just because, like, I'm on my computer. I would do it on my phone because I get on my computer usually, like, for the podcast, I feel like. Yeah, I would probably do it on my computer, but again, I don't think that has to do with, like, the addiction to my phone. I think it's just I'm, like, at a computer all day. And final question. Do you walk and text? Of course. I don't really try not to text in general so i'm gonna say i've done but i mean like i guess texting is the same as messaging somebody i don't message people like i don't no message people at all anybody out there who gets messages from me (laughs) what i do is i do marco polo i'll do like video messaging with people so that counts but i i will okay so i'll say like i've done this once or twice because yeah or of course i feel like of course then okay yeah, because I'll be, like, doing um, My result's totally addicted. <laughs> really? You went with so many, like, middle ground... He says, congratulations, you're addicted to your cell phone. <laughs> your phone is never more than a few inches from your grasp. Not only do you need a phone on you at all times, but you have a serious fear of missing a notification, email, or text. For the most part, you spend more time with your phone than your actual friends. <gasps> Yikes! Jeez! Wow. Well... Alright, refresh it, let me take it, and I'll go real quick with the fucking answers. What? You because, want us to do it again? No, I mean, I'm I, I'm just going to go really quick. Just like so fast? Because I feel like if they give me, I'm totally addicted to. And I'll do the the last one I'll say, of course. But maybe it knows better than you. Maybe you are totally addicted. Next question. Um, okay, question two. Do you feel intense separation? Uh, no, it's just a phone. I don't feel anxiety. I feel relieved. <laughs> like, I'm just like, okay, yeah, for sure. Someone asks you to use their phone, do you let them, uh, definitely let them use it. it dep- yeah, I'll definitely let them use it. I don't, I don't care. You Nothing can, to hide. You can see my nudes. Literally <laughs> don't care. I wow, don't. okay. Someone's more proud. <laughs> I mean, it's your fault if you're surfing through okay, my Okay, wow. Photos. You're supposed to be tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you put your phone before bed each night? On my nightstand, I will say. Because that that's what I do currently. Um, have you ever used your phone to avoid a social interaction? I've done it a few times is what I'll say. Because I've definitely done that. But, like, it's not something that I do all the time. If you have no waiting text, I know I feel relieved. Um, it says, I'm very confused, actually, now. I kind of just want to be triggered by whatever it says. Um, Instagram is better than Twitter and Facebook, in my opinion. Facebook is garbage. Um, and Twitter's just too much. On a scale from 1 to 10, how frustrated do you get when there's no cell service? I'll just say 5. Because, um, yeah, I don't really care. Where do you Google embarrassing things? <laughs> I, I'm just going to say on my computer because that's the truth. But I feel like I get why they're asking that. Do you walk and text? I'll say of course to that one. But it's not texting. But, I again, I get what they're trying to get mm-hmm. at. A bit unhealthy. (laughs) (laughs) Mood. Um, You have a bit of an unhealthy obsession with your cell phone. Let's face it. There's nothing healthy, healthy about coddling a piece of technology like a baby. In fact, a phone should never be a replacement for real interaction. Unfortunately, you, and most of us, have less than ideal obsession with our mobile devices. So they're like, bitch, you're not healthy, but also like, Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> like, Relatable. What oh. I'm surprised I got totally addicted. I thought it was just going to be like, you're an average addict. Not totally. Who were you married to in a past life? Okay, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking this one now. Or you're going to take this one now. Okay, ready? Okay, what's the first question? Start this quiz. Who were you married to in a past life? What is your preference? I prefer women, I prefer men, or I'm okay with both. I prefer men. Oh my god. You're gay? <laughs> oh my god. Um, how old are you? I'm oh no, 26. they roped you into... Wait. What just happened? Oh, I clicked on another quiz. Hold on, let me go back. Oh um, my... I prefer men. God. So you said that. Okay, I would... 
Uh, and then this one says, how old are you? 20 to 25, 26 to 36, or 37 to 50, or 50 plus. 26 to 36. Um, Skylar's so triggered by this, by the way. I want everyone to know. Um, okay. We're getting up there in years, people. Yeah. Do you, do you prefer your lover to be older, young? Okay. So it says older, younger, I don't care, or both is fine. Oh, you know what? That's actually tough. Uh, no, I think not. I think I might prefer older. You do. Yeah. I, I don't mind like a little twink every once in a while. Okay, but <laughs> but for being married to like. Yeah, I guess I'd rather get married to somebody a little bit older. I than feel me. like that's your answer. Who were you married to in a past life? Would you rather have a humble partner or an egotistical partner? I already humble. Know that no you're such a i'm putting egotistical because you are so fucking lying you want a you want an asshole of a partner yeah i want we, someone to any, like, like anyone with daddy issues would okay yeah. could you tame a bad boy or girl if the answers are not at all of course or i'm not too sure and i'm not too sure yeah i was gonna say if you don't answer that i don't know i should just take this quiz for you no Okay, question six. How rebellious are you? And then the answers are, I'm very rebellious, or I'm not at all, or somewhat. Um, I don't think I'm rebellious at all. <laughs> You're beat red. <laughs> um, do you prefer a partner to be romantic? It says, yes, I do. No, I don't. Or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I literally that. Oh, one of the dogs just screamed. Okay, do you need constant attention from your partner? <laughs> the answer is yes, I do, no, I don't, or I'm okay either way. Um, I need constant attention when I need attention. So I guess yes, but I don't always need it. I only need it when I need it. I would it. say, I, I, for you, I would say I'm okay either way. I'm okay either but, way. Because that's the only middle ground answer. Because when Skylar needs attention, he needs all the attention. <laughs> And when Skylar wants to be left alone, you better fucking leave him alone. So, you won't see him. literally, yeah. He'll go a week without talking to a partner and then be like, um, where's my attention? So, <laughs> um, and I, you know what? I honestly love that for you. Wait, why the fuck? Oh, I didn't actually. Phoebe looks like the grudge in the corner, right? She now. heard one of the dogs scream, so she's like concerned. Okay, two more questions. For, the first one is Do you believe love is forever? 100% not really or I'm not sure 100% I believe love is forever okay love is forever last question would you marry someone even if your whole family was against it yes absolutely <laughs> you would <laughs> in fact I don't I've see come you close ever, multiple ever times. fucking marrying somebody that your parents or your family <gasps> you were married to Elvis Presley that makes so much sense <laughs> Let me this, see a little pic of him. He's on. so cute. This says this smooth singing. This this smooth singing was your soulmate. Even if you were in a crowd watching his performance, you could see he had eyes only for you. Goals. I love Elvis Presley. Should, should we take it really quick for me? We have nothing else planned for this podcast, so you know what? We'll do it real quick. Like, see who you were married to in your past yeah, life? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Let's I feel like my out. questions are very different than yours. <laughs> so, so, let's see. What I'll is your really preference? Quick. What's your pre I should put I prefer women, but I'm going to say I'm okay with both. I'm just kidding. I love George so much. <laughs> so much. How old are you? I am 30. So I go into the 26, 36. Yikes, we're in the range. same age bracket now. Do you prefer your lover to be older? I think that's clearly yes. George is 13 years older than me. Um, would you rather have a humble partner or egotistical partner? I would definitely like an egotistical partner. <laughs> that's clear. Um, could you tame a bad boy or girl? Um, I think you could. I literally... It, the answer is, of course I could. And I have multiple times. In fact, it's one of my favorite things. How rebellious are you? I'm somewhat... I'm not at all. I'm very rebellious. Somewhat. I think I'm somewhat because I do appreciate rules, but I will fuck someone up when they don't follow them. But also I'm kind of like, eh, rules are meant to be broken. Okay, do you prefer your partner to be romantic? It doesn't matter. No, I don't. Yes, I do. I would say it doesn't matter because I feel very in between about it. Like, I'm very non-traditional about a lot of things. 
But then also I do, I can't, there can't be like nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it depends on what you find romantic. So do you need constant attention from your partner? Yes, I do. No, I don't. I'm okay either way. I'm going to put I'm okay either way because literally 90% of the time I'm like Skylar. Like I just want to be left alone and I literally can do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I need attention, I like need need attention. So we're definitely similar. Do you believe love is forever? 100%. I do believe love is forever. Like, who believes like, no? Even if, well, because even even if like someone that you're with, like you're not with anymore, something happens, I still believe that the love that I have mm-hmm. for that person is forever. I still love all thirty of my ex boyfriends. Okay, would you marry someone even if your whole family is against it? Um, yes. yes, I would. <laughs> mm, yeah, they would. <laughs> my soulmate was Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's Wait, the only option. He's the only fucking option. <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. Okay, so, so we were that like. That was anticlimactic for no, sure. No, actually, that was the best possible outcome. <laughs> All right, that's it for the podcast. We were both married to Elvis Presley and her, like, that was ran- We were both Elvis was Presley. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, be sure to support this podcast if you want to, if you like it and you financially can do that. Again, you can do it for a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month. It really helps us out, and we appreciate all of those who are still supporting us. And if you want to join the Discord, you can head over there. It's Discord, and it's like .com slash, speaking of which, you can basically just search us. You don't have to pay anything. It doesn't help us. Okay, that's our cue. We love you. Okay, bye. Goodbye, everyone.